Hi, everyone, and welcome to the COVID-19 Vaccine Show. I'm excited to welcome to Dr. Mark Hayden. Dr. Mark, you know, it's just crazy. Your predictions were all right, completely. It's, it's unbelievable to know that they're going to push restrictions again, and we might go back to where we were before. You know, I don't, I hope that doesn't happen in the United States. There are areas where people do not have immunity and there are areas where uh, isolation until some, they have some form of inoculation or vaccination would be appropriate. But let's, let's just look at our current condition, okay? Um, we've been talking for the past several weeks about how the highly transmissible variant has swept across the United States. And indeed it has. In fact, it swept through Missouri. It was documented in the sewer systems across Missouri beginning in the middle of June. And it only took a couple of weeks to, to really go across the state. So it's almost been about seven, eight weeks that Missouri has had this invisible cloud of exhaled virus floating through the air. And as that virus floated through the air, people were not wearing masks. And yet what we see is that the death rates in Missouri are not going up. In fact, the death rates re remain very, very low. And we'll look at those in just a second. So we want to be able to rationalize how can two events occur? The release and widespread dissemination of a highly transmissible variant in Missouri with a very low death rate. Though that is not really candidly discussed on CNN, it's not discussed in the halls of no. Congress or it's not discussed anywhere else, but it is discussed here. And to really bring those things home, we'll actually hopefully in this brief 30 minute or so um, telecast or podcast actually let you witness me consuming uh, SARS-CoV-2. Now, anytime I consume SARS-CoV-2, it is not something that I grew in the lab. I don't culture that virus. Healthcare professionals are allowed to collect specimens and people are allowed to donate their biological specimens. You're allowed, for instance, to donate your blood. Right. What you don't realize is, have you donated blood, Neil? Uh, not one. I've been given. I give him blood before, but no, I've never done any blood. You just know a lot of people who have, though, right? Right. Exactly. Yes. There's no. It's not a crime. It's not a. It's not. Now, are medical people required to receive that blood? Pretty much. Yeah. You know, when you donate it at the blood bank, most of the people are medical people. Anytime you deal with a live virus. Only licensed medical people should be involved. Only people that are highly educated and know the risk and, and benefits they're, they're taking. These things that you might see on this program that involve live virus are not to be done by amateurs. They're not to be done by unlicensed personnel. So that having been said, and this is not give you the authority to imitate any of these practices or do them. And, you, and of course it would be negligent and and fear provoking to ever do these on other people without their permission. So we don't in any way condone anything like that. But let, let's just talk about, let's, now let's go to talk about Missouri. 
Let's look at our coronavirus case. Total coronavirus cases in the world about, this says $191 million, uh, $191 million. Uh, Really, there's like 7 billion people. Coronavirus in, in one variant or another has been around a year, year and a half. Far more than 191 million people have actually had it. Many, many more. Probably a bit, it's in the billions more than likely. A lot of those people, if you don't get symptoms, you don't go get tested. It doesn't mean that it's not growing in your intestines. We said this over a year ago. Did Fauci ever tell the American public that it grows in their intestines and no. often grows asymptomatically? He didn't, did he? No. But that's okay. You know, maybe he has a need to know basis. Maybe he's on his own top secret stuff. Maybe we don't have a open, transparent but, government in but, the United but States. I think that they want to go down the route of if they'd use the vaccine, even though it's not foolproof, if you can get everyone vaccinated, it's the safest thing. That's the narrative going all over the world. And anytime they see spread, they blame it on non people that are not willing to get the vaccine. Now, every, every community is a separate choice. For instance, in North Korea was one of the most isolated countries in the world. China has very rigid standards. You don't get into China if you're carrying a positive uh, a variant. Right. They do extremely tight testing. That means that most of the population in China and in North Korea are, have no immunity and no immune exposure at all. That's zero, okay, zero exposure. It's not been on their food. They, it hasn't been on, in their drink. They haven't got it accidentally in their mouth. They've never seen it before. So if you took a highly transmissible variant that I will be swallowing over here in just a minute, if they took that and inhaled it to their lungs in North Korea, it would become rapidly transmissible through the air. And many, sadly, very sadly, many North Koreans would die. Wow. Probably that would be the expected outcome. And that is certainly not what I would want. And I would never. However, if you're North Korea, what you need is, a, or if you're China, you need a rapid method of inoculating all your population so that as they inhale these transmissible variants, they won't get sick. So what die. was the oral vaccine that saved the US? Which one that was an oral vaccine that no, saved? They had Vaxart. No, not, Vaxart, not, no, I'm talking another pandemic. Not pandemic, okay. another disease. Okay, oral polio virus, for instance. Exactly, so why are they mentioning polio? Dr. Anthony Fauci talking about People all took the polio virus. The you know, vaccine. If, if he, they, I expect that they will be forced to go to an oral vaccine. Vaccine. So what does that mean for yours? What does that mean for yours? Then that means you can. Okay. Really, my vaccine has been was originally the community variant. I asked for uh, live coronavirus from the CDC after the pandemic occurred. And had already released it in the community, the CDC would not come, they just won't provide it to you, even if you're a medical provider. So when I obtained my uh, coronavirus, it was from the community. And that is, that is, I had access to that to people who donated it to me. So I was able to take it and inoculate my intestinal tract. I inoculated it orally. You can, you can have multiple different methods. 
But orally is, is, appears to be a very safe and effective method. It was never picked up, even though it was presented to Operation Warp Speed. Operation Warp Speed chose to go with the big money ideas and go with classic intramuscular immunization using uh, Pfizer and Moderna. And Pfizer and Moderna really wrote their own research, were able to write their own rules. And even writing their own rules on their own research, they got total civil Im immunity from all civil prosecution. Things that I never got in my medical career. I, in, in 30 years of medical practice, I never had total civil immunity for the way I treated people, never. And, and neither has anybody in your community except, with one exception, your local state and federal judges get immunity. You can't do anything to them. They're so, above so, the law. Yeah. Yes, but, but so, at any rate, that's another, you know, that's another issue. So the so interesting, interesting things that we're talking to Dr. Mark Hayden about this today here on the COVID-19 vaccine show. So, uh, so, so, so basically it, the oral vaccine, if it becomes, can you be part of the process? Can you no, help the rest of the world? Absolutely. You are, I expect that within a few months, certainly by the end of the year, you will see oral live vaccine being delivered either, or else there'll be a, uh, what do you call it? Um, just a ground, it, it, because there's so much of it available in the community, it will become a standard practice to use an oral vaccine. Either it's gonna be provided by the government, by industry, or the local physicians in that community that are threatened are gonna go out and get it and use it for themselves. That's what's gonna happen. The, the physicians that watch this video, if they're licensed, are they licensed to collect blood? Yes, they are. Are they licensed to collect sputum and do a, do a throat swab? Yes, they are. Are those physicians often in countries? Even North Korea has their own physicians. I've been, you know, they have a hospital. They have doctors. They could, they could apply oral inoculation, oral vaccination using live virus next week. And it'd probably be the smartest move they could make. Then they could open up their tourism trade in North Korea, one of the things that North Korea has been devastated economically is they built tourism around trade from Chinese communists coming over and visiting their country. And now they can't invite all these tourists in without worry that their entire economy is gonna be exposed to this, these new variants. They need to get very rapid, and I've been very rapid, oral inoculation going in North Korea or as they choose to be called, the DPRK. So whether it's China or whether it's North Korea or whether it's some of these highly isolated states. Right. Now you, could, you also can watch the Olympics. Look at the, the, they haven't opened up Tokyo. Guess what? Tokyo was still isolated so far as uh, big, big uh, events. And I think you're gonna see, I, I haven't seen, I don't really watch the Olympics that much, but you know, you're not going to see these 10,000 people gathering all together in Tokyo. They're worried about the population of Japan not having immunity. The fastest path, the safest path to immunity is through the intestinal tract. Okay, so let's talk yeah. about the stuff you have on, online now. Let's take a look at that. Okay, now let's look. All right, look, here we go. Coronavirus cases. That's real numbers way, way higher than that. And we see, is, is the daily desk going away? No, but it's down, sag. This is worldwide. That's worldwide, okay. Yeah, 
Now let's go to, we have been talking on this program about US. Missouri. And Missouri, Missouri yeah. is not a small case number. Missouri is a fairly large, it's like 6 million people in Missouri. The Missouri population only had about 40% of the people fully vaccinated. It was one of the worst vaccinated places. So let's go down and I wanna look at my report from yesterday, hold on. Missouri should be, there's Missouri, come on, Missouri. Okay, there we go. All right, there's Missouri. Now, you see the total coronavirus cases in Missouri? Keep going up. Mm -hmm. Okay, now, new, new cases in Missouri. Are they going up in Missouri? Yes. Yes. So what do you call a case? What you call a case in Missouri is where somebody has had a positive. Uh, How many of them had the vaccine? Yes. A lot of these have had the vaccine. All right. Now, guess what, though? Look at how high the new daily cases are in Missouri. You see this spike over here at yeah. the end? See how it's zooming up? Yeah. Now, is that cause to panic? That's the real issue. Let's go down here. Look at the deaths. It's not spiking up. It's flattening out. Look at the daily deaths. It dropped out. Do you see these numbers? Do you see these numbers on here? Yeah. It's look, I'm looking at when I scan through July 8th, there were four people. July 5th, there were three people. Seven people, six people, four people, two people. Compared to February of 16. Yes. You know, the last reported death we have in, in was on July 12th. That's exactly the opposite of what you would say. What you would say is the but, way. But the hospitalizations are up. Now, here's where that comes from. But why? Yes. But also there, we have the, the treatments. We have the treatments for this virus now too. You have, you have hospitalizations, but the true death rate is very, very low in Missouri right now, even though it has been around for six or eight weeks. There's not been a, even though there was a peak, how long ago, and there may be a slight peak in, in two weeks, but there's not been the peak, it dropped out. That was weird. And it dropped out because how can you explain that 40, that almost at least 50% of the people had no double vaccinations. Probably 40, at least 50% probably had no vaccinations. And yet those people aren't dropping like flies. There's no 1% death rate. Remember, if you've got- uh, so Let's see the deaths, let's see that graph for deaths real quick. Okay, look, let, let, let's look at, look, look at, all right, look, our cases a week, two weeks ago, our cases in, in um, let's just talk about June, June 23rd. That was over three weeks ago, 871 cases. You'd be expecting at least eight deaths a day, right. probably more at one out of a hundred, right? Right. Okay, one out of a hundred, you'd have one, eight to 12 to 15 a day at a 1% death rate for quote, quote, day. Okay, I see let's see that death graph real quick. Okay, Again, now look at looks this right. no, not that graph, but the, the this, other one, the line graph. Here it is. Not look, that far. No, the other one. I want to see the one that says that's showing a increase right here. Total deaths. Now you see how this is flatlined out? It's not spurring up. Look at total deaths. Do you see any spur up here going no. upward? 
No. All right, now I want you to look at this. Total cases, there is a little kick. You see a little kick from when the yes. wave hits? You see that kick, that that upward curve up? They're just looking at, I got it. Okay, so I'm understanding. Okay. So, so to now, kind of, yeah, right. So, so, now we're, we're, so basically what we're seeing is that the case, cases are going to keep going up. The death rate's going to go down. How are people going to say we've had enough? We don't want any more vaccines, especially when they're pushing it. That polio is the way to do it. Here's the thing. A lot of these people have actually already had exposure. Now, one of the things I want to recommend to people, and I'm going to show them this today so that they can understand how much of the Missouri population didn't drop like flies. If that same virus that was in Missouri went through North Korea, it would kill, there would be many, many expected deaths, many, many. And the, the death rate would be one to two, or maybe even one to 2%, maybe more in North Korea. And uh, it would be an uh, unacceptably high. The death rate in, uh, the current death rate is less than probably for the last three or four days and is less than probably, let's look at the last three or four days. July 12th is the last death, death I've got. So as a person listening to this podcast, especially with what the number one rated uh, COVID-19 podcasts in the world, when people listen to this vaccine show, COVID-19 vaccine shows, what should we do? Here's what you should do. If you're a physician or medical professional, you were called on to protect the health of your community. You're called on to advocate for your patient population. You need to advocate for oral live vaccines for coronavirus. That's the rational thing to do. And that's the right thing to do. You know, look, I got right here. And I want to explain something to you. This contains live coronavirus. However, the average person put out about a whole 1,000 cc's, more than 1,000 cc's of saliva every day. They were swallowing that. And it had live virus in it. Are you going to do it now, Mark? Yeah, let's just do or it then right we'll get, get the screen off. We got to see the full picture of you. Okay, all right. Take the screen back. Can you? Can you? Yeah, I can I, do that. I'll do that for you. Okay. Oh, my gosh, ladies and gentlemen. We're about to see uh, Dr. Mark Hayden swallow live virus of COVID-19 right here, here on the COVID-19 vaccine show. So you have to check out the YouTube. We're going to be pushing this out on my videos as well on Facebook and everything. Let's see him do it. Okay. First of all, where, where this, this came from a donor. It was donated to somebody who was a medical professional. And this was a highly transmissible variant that infected most of the people that it was exposed to very rapidly. It was recently acquired. One of the things is they lose their shelf life. And at any rate, we won't, won't get into too many details. But I already took this 10 days ago. And when I took it 10 days ago in a small amount in an enteric capsule, I didn't even get diarrhea. I had no stomach upset whatsoever. Now, what that proves is, is that Low dose, at least in my case, low dose live vaccine 
is extremely well tolerated. So it, when you were in the prior waves of pandemic, you remember we had food and you might've eaten a cracker. Look, you had a cracker yeah. and people gave you a cracker at a restaurant or you bought one from a takeout. Yes. Guess what? They breathed some coronavirus on it. And this is gonna be about a hundred times more than what you got on it, okay? Okay, that's about a hundred times more probably than what you got on it. However, that is much, much lower than what the, the people are exhaling in their own mouth. Okay. The amount of saliva that they're getting is a thousand fold. So my dose here is about one thousandth of what a regular person would get if they had it in their mouth, okay? But it's also about a thousand times, probably more hundreds, many fold. Okay, of, we will see this. Get. This is the guy, see this, he has just swallowed the, the, the virus. He has just swallowed COVID-19 and also the Delta virus. He has just swallowed. Well, it's a high, highly transmissible variant. High, we can identify which transmissible variant it is, but it came out of a community. Actually, it came out of Kentucky, and these people got it while they picked it up in Kentucky, hit the whole whole group of people. But now we're going to put some in some water, okay? Okay. And for interest, and what this is to show an educational thing, and you're not allowed to do any of this. No, this is you're not, only... you're not a medical professional and you're not licensed. So I'm going to put this on my TikTok as well, yeah. Dr. Hayden. Sure. Yes, I'm going to put this on the TikTok as well. Absolutely. Okay. So okay. this contains live virus yeah. the, of the highly transmissible variant. Right. And uh, now, now watch this. All across America, all across Missouri, people are drinking highly transmissible variant. They're eating highly transmissible variant. They're, they have already been exposed, most of them, and most of them aren't even getting GI side effects. They were protected in large part because in prior waves, they were eating takeout and food and water right. and it got, got everywhere. So they were developing immunity all along and from oral intestinal exposure. And they didn't know it. So probably, okay. So ladies and gentlemen, we just saw this. He has just swallowed live virus on the COVID-19 vaccine show with now, Neil you're not, Haley. You're, if you're not a medical professional, you're not licensed. Don't do it. No, no, don't do it. That's a great point. That's, yes. that's a, yeah. If you're not a medical professional and you're not licensed. Now for medical professionals and other people, I want to tell you some of the risk. Let's say I had high dose, very, very high dose antigen and live virus in my mouth. If I went and snored, there's a possibility that I could take snoring would vibrate and dry out, turn it to a powder and I could inhale it. I asked the CDC to, to write a warning about snoring and that it could, could, you could actually contaminate your lungs from having it in your mouth. But what actually happens is 99% of the time, people just swallow it down and they're not COVID positive in their mouth. So if you test me an hour from now or three hours from now, I will not be coronavirus positive because I swallow my saliva. I wash it out. Now, if I had an active pulmonary infection going on, I would be breathing it back up to my mouth and my mouth would stay positive. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Okay. Now, anyway, I've had it on my cracker. 
I've had it in my water. And we are going to finish up because this is how that show goes. So the last thing you always say, Dr. Hayden, as we really have one of the most interesting COVID-19 vaccine shows is go ahead and close it out. When you look at all the people in Missouri who are not dying, that's wonderful. I mean, that's something to thank God for. None of the people, well, almost, it's a fair statement to say almost all of the people that actually contacted coronavirus did so accidentally, right? Right. Missouri people don't just go around huffing and, and sucking down uh, coronavirus just to prove they can. Now, I actually went and tested my immunity again to the new highly transmissible variant. I was around somebody. I inhaled for two or three hours right around them while they talked. I can do that because I'm a medical professional and I know what my immunity is. You don't know what your immunity is. And if you tried to do some of the same things, you could wind up very, very sick if you inhaled, if you inhaled. So the things I do, you should not do. Now, do people in the community accidentally drink it? When the World Health Organization said coronavirus is, is safe on your food, it's only generally dangerous if you inhale. That's ac accurate. The beauty of it is that by taking it intestinally, you can, you can produce an immunity that will protect your lungs. And that's the same story that we said, that I said for over a year. This is, my, my tune really hasn't changed that the intestinal path is the path to protection for your lungs. That yeah. if you don't get coronavirus in your lungs, you don't get, get bad sick. That story is consistent, is true. What we need as a society and as a country is to have live coronavirus and immunize those people that have never been exposed and offer that to them. Now, if somebody said, hey, guess what? I'm going to have a capsule you swallow, or I'm going to put it in water. And see, here's the difference between me and the CDC. When the CDC goes out to Africa, and they go with a needle to inject some poor tribal arm, and, and guess what? I can go out to the tribe and say, hey, look, I'm going to put this on my mouth. I'm going to put it on my cracker. I'm going to swallow some for you. I can do it over and over. Yeah, and it's going to happen. So absolutely. It's, it's much more convincing. And you know, the best way to prove something's not poisonous is to drink it, right? All right. So Dr. Mark, best place, again, we go to antivirusair.com, but also your YouTube channel, but all the social media channels and check you out, especially like, subscribe to COVID-19 Vaccine Show. Share it with your friends because this is the only information that's coming out that's not conspiracy. This is straight from the truth. Yeah. This is not, this is about a vaccine. It's not about the World Health Organization. This is not a like world uh, conspiracy show. This yeah. is straight scientific that the best option is not an intramuscular vaccine. It's an that's oral right. vaccine. And that's but, why Dr. Hayden does this show. And so close us out with your favorite part you like to say. Yeah. My days are numbered. I knew that when I started out, that many of the things I said would not be welcome. I knew I would not get rich, but you do ultimately what you do because it's the right thing. 
physicians in their community should stand up for principles of health, even when that's unpopular. Physicians in their community should advocate for good health and good health policy. You can't push that off onto some politicians up in Washington or your capital. If you're a physician, think about your family, your friends. You're supposed to be the good shepherd. Lead your sheep, protect your sheep. And as always, many of the things I seem to do were, were dangerous, but they really weren't dangerous. The amount of virus that I took was always a small fraction of what somebody experienced during an actual infection. And yet it achieved immunity for me and I actually had it growing in my colon and documented. I didn't take unnecessary risk with my life. Now, anytime you do anything, you have to comply with the local laws, la-di-da. But laws are, are interpreted for political reasons. I can't protect you from political harm if you're a physician, if you stand up for principles of truth. And, and that is what, what, what you know. But let me tell you what guides me. My days are numbered. And I need to make every day count. If you're a person in the community, don't live in fear. Learn all you can about coronavirus. Encourage your physician to learn about coronavirus and ask for simple solutions that are safe. Don't let technology be hijacked by for-profit companies. And don't let control of technology be to bureaucrats that are lobbied by these for-profit companies. Exactly. That's wrong. Right. And, you know, do not go into blame game where you're blaming China or Asia or even CDC research. Instead, say, guess what? There's a problem. How do we do deal with it? Okay. And how do we live without fear? Anybody who wants you to live in fear is trying, maybe trying to control you. You don't need to be paranoid. Uh, I haven't been paranoid. And guess what? I'm still alive. I, I, you know, I probably have the strongest immunity in the, in, in, in one, I probably have one of the strongest immunities in the, in the country. I have been around patients that have exhaled live virus repeatedly last year, this year. And you're You've fine. not seeing that, but the day is coming. You know, guess what? The day is coming when you will see a physician not wear a mask around live coronavirus patients. I do that because I'm confident. I know what I'm doing. When your physician knows what he's doing, he can take off his mask when he takes care of a coronavirus patient. Okay. And that, my friend, is a great improvement. That's where we need to be as physicians. We need to pull off the mask. We need to be show our face. Mm -hmm. We need to be carrying people that say, not wearing a mask. Here I am. I'm exposed. But guess what? I'm immune. Okay. Right. All right. So you that was the COVID, that, that was the COVID nineteen vaccine show, guys. Take care. Make sure you share it, like it. Appreciate it, Doctor Hayden. Take care. Thank you.